Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the two-game NFL slate on Saturday. And we have a million dollars up top. Now, it's not the most appealing slate, but hey, there's a lot of money uh, to be made. If you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. And with COVID protocols getting out of control last week or two, uh, we're obviously going to have to monitor things. And, and things could definitely change from when I make this video uh, Friday afternoon. If you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. I will have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you have an extra minute or two out of your day and you and enjoying the content, just leave a five-star rating and review. It would really help me out, boost me up in those Apple Podcast rankings. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, offer that on Patreon.com. I have an NFL and NBA package cover the main and the showdown sites. The sponsor of the video is Thrive Fantasy. Guys, if you're not familiar with Thrive Fantasy, it's a player prop site where you actually build out a lineup based on player props. Um, there's a $10,000 or $40,000 um, prize pool for their NFL contest. So uh, first place gets $10,000. How it works is there's 20 options for uh, Sunday slate. You pick 10 of those 20 options. The less probable the prop is to occur, the more points you receive. Um, the more probable the prop is to occur, the less points you receive. So there's some game theory involved. If you feel really good about one where there, you get more points, and obviously you want to take that one. Um, but yeah, there's, again, 20 player props, and you either pick over-under. So like, for example, Aaron Jones, 15 and a half rushing yards, over-under. The under is, um, or the over is more likely to occur, but the, if the under hits, you get more points, right? So that's that's the game theory of it. It's it's pretty fun, and it's a nice change of pace. So if you guys want to try it out, make sure to sign up and use my code, DKDFS. It's DKDFS, all one word. You get 100% match up to $100. And finally, if you guys do enjoy all the NFL content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. would really, really appreciate it. All right, let's take a look at these Vegas odds. And again, both games are actually be pretty ugly. I think Cleveland game has some potential for high wins. Um, but yeah, Raiders and uh, Cleveland Browns, the 44 over under. The Browns are currently, um, wait, is that correct? Browns five? Oh, that's what open at. Okay. It's a 39. Actually, it's going uh, down a bit. So it's a 39 over under. I was confused for a second there. And the Raiders are three-point favorites. I'm like, really? The Browns are five-point favorites playing with the third-string quarterback? That doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, and the Patriots-Colts is a 45-and-a-half over under um, with the Colts being two-and-a-half-point favorites. Okay, so uh, let's start with the quarterback position. Um, and at the top, we have Derek Carr at 6.4K. Now, again, keep an eye on the wind here. The total has dropped partly due to, uh, you know, Cleveland's quarterback, uh, but monitor if it's going to be really bad. Obviously, it's a downgrade to the passing attack. But um, if there's no real weather concerns, I think Derek Carr is, you know, one of the safer quarterback plays in the slate. He's thrown the ball now. Last three games, 39, 38, and 45 times. So, again, just keep an eye on the weather there. Uh, Carson Wentz at 6K probably has the most upside of all the quarterbacks in the slate. He does uh, have a little bit of rushing upside. Now, the downside here is the matchup. The Patriots have been pretty solid on the defensive end. Plus, the Colts are a run-first team, right? They're definitely going to want to ground and pound Jonathan Taylor. But um, I do think, I think again, Wentz probably has the most upside of these quarterbacks. And then Mac Jones, a 5.4K. Obviously, he didn't have to pass the ball last game. He passed the ball three times, and they won. Crazy. But um, I think he's a good, cheap option. He is, again, the Patriots kind of are like the Colts. In fact, they are run-first team. But you're getting Mac Jones at a pretty nice discount here at 5.4K. So, He's probably my favorite cheap quarterback play. 
And then, again, we got to go over to the Browns because right now Nick Mullins is projected to start. He's the flat min price. You can use him for salary relief, but, like, salary almost doesn't really matter on the slate. So I think I would just rather go to the quarterbacks who I uh, feel more confident in um, than going to a third-string quarterback and a guy like Nick Mullins. I'm moving on to running back. So let's just go team by team for running back, starting with the Raiders. So, um, and Kenny Drake on the IR. Josh Jacobs should be uh, the guy that is more their bell cow. Now, even when they fell behind big time last game, he still had five catches and six targets, which is really good to see, right? So he's getting involved in the passing game a lot more this season. Um, and if this game is, in fact, you know, somewhat bad weather, they might rely on Josh Jacobs in the ground even more. So I think he makes for a very, very safe option. And Kenyon Drake on the IR um, would expect Rashard gets mixed in as the third down back. You can take a look at the Raiders depth chart um, and see Jalen Rashard is uh, number two there behind Josh Jacobs. So I would think he gets the third down work. Um, I don't know if it's necessary to go there, but just thought I would mention that. On the Cleveland side, so Cleveland has like almost everyone out on their team. Cream Hunt's out. So Nick Chubb expected to just be the true bell cow. Um, he should be more involved in the passing game as well. So I think he makes for a great spend up for a team that is so shorthanded. They're probably going to rely heavily on Nick Chubb. Dearness Johnson should be the backup running back. Now, we saw what he could do that one game was against the Patriots when they were super shorthanded, and he looked really good. So as a contrarian play, you can go there. Again, though, I don't know if it's going to be necessary on this one. On the Patriots side, so they're pretty thin at running back. Uh, Damian Harris is out. Brandon Bolden is questionable. Um, so Ramondre Stevenson should be the early down guy. He had 24 carries last game, again, partly due to the weather. But, like, now he doesn't have to deal with Damian Harris. So I think it makes for a great, great value play here. And if Brandon Bolden gets ruled out too, he just might be the true bell cow that's, like, out there the entire game. So I really do like Stevenson there for value. And then, yeah, if um, if Brandon Bolden plays, he will be the third down back, a viable uh, value option. And then on the Colts side, so Jonathan Taylor's probably going to be almost 100% owned on the slate just because there's not many guys to spend up for. Um, so I think he makes for a somewhat interesting fade in large field tournaments, I guess. Like, you never know. Maybe the Patriots just go all in to try to stop Jonathan Taylor, um, and he has, like, a below average game. But even if Taylor has, like, a below average game and goes for, like, what? 15 fancy points he might still be needed on a slate like this so um, I don't think we had to spend a ton of time there on Jonathan Taylor as far as the other backs go and Naheem Hines should be uh, mixed in a bit there for for some third down situations playable but um, as I said with a couple other value plays a couple other back running backs I don't know if it's necessary with uh, bait you can basically get whoever you want into your lineup so moving on to wide receivers so let's start with the Raiders um, Renfro has been so consistent this year Darren Waller not expected to play. So uh, 10 and 14 targets last couple games here for Renfro. I think he makes for a good option. And just keep an eye on, on the weather, obviously. But um, he looks like a very, very safe play here. Um, the secondary wide receivers here for the Raiders, no one that's going to stand out. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, boomer bust play, right? He We saw the boom on him three weeks ago. He can catch a long one. But, like, this is also in his range of outcomes where um, he has a very, very low floor. Zay Jones at 3-6 has been their most consistent secondary wide receiver, 7, 5, and 7 targets. So he's probably the guy I feel the best about if you're going to target one of those secondary wide receivers. And Brian Edwards has just been a massive letdown. There was a lot of hype going into him this year, and he has just been god-awful. On the Cleveland side, so they're going to be playing with the third-string quarterback, and they're also really thin at wide receiver. No Landry, uh, no Schwartz, Natson out, uh, Switzer out. So Donovan Peoples-Jones should be the number one wide receiver 
Um, five, five, and seven targets last three games. I think he makes for a decent value play just because, like, who else are the Browns going to throw to, right? So Peoples-Jones makes for a decent value. And I would expect Rashad Higgins to be the number two wide receiver. He was inactive um, last game, but they're going to need him for sure here. So at the flat min price, I think he's a decent salary relief play. I right, move on to the Patriots. So um, the price points of the Patriots guys look pretty good. They dropped a little bit last game. Really should, didn't have to throw the ball. But Jacoby Myers, a 5-1, does stand out to me. He's been their most consistent wide receiver. He's the guy that gets targeted the most. I think their most skilled wide receiver. So I think he looks good. Now, kind of born being the most expensive wide receiver doesn't make a ton of sense to me. He does have the big play upside, but he's also playing uh, the least of the top three wide receivers and probably has the lowest floor. And then Aguilar at 3-5 has actually been playing the second most amount of snaps here. Um, I think he's a decent value play. Um, maybe not as much upside, upside as the other two, but you're also getting him at a nice discount. On the Colt side, so Michael Pittman Jr., 5.9K, he's basically going to play the entire game. Um, if the Patriots do, in fact, just try to go all in and stop the run, then that's going to boost a guy like Michael Pittman, who, as I said, is the clear top option here. 10 and 8 targets last couple of games. So even though it's a tougher matchup, I think Pittman looks great on a site like this. T.Y. Hilton, um, kind of more in that boomer bust territory. He's still getting a decent amount of snaps, but the floor is just way, way lower on a guy like T.Y. And then Zach Pascal, still playing a good amount of snaps too. Um, an okay value play, but really the, the top option here clearly is Michael Pittman. All right, let's move on to tight end. So let's first start with the Raiders. Darren Waller still out. So Foster Moreau should be uh, their uh, go-to guy at tight end. Six targets last week. I think a fair value play. Not a guy that has a ton of upside. Clearly not the talent level of Darren Waller, but he still should play a majority of the game. On the Cleveland side, so Austin Hooper now on the COVID list. Keep an eye on Harrison Bryant. He is currently questionable. If he can't go, it's going to make David Njoku look really good at 2.8K because Cleveland's just a team, they love going to the tight ends. And especially with the third-string quarterback playing, they're probably going to look to more of the slot receivers' tight ends even more. So uh, I would really like Njoku there if, in fact, uh, Harrison Bryant can't go. Now, even if Harrison Bryant plays, I still think both tight ends are viable here because um, I expect them to play majority of the game. Cleveland loves running two tight end sets. On the New England side, so we know Hunter Henry, uh, Junior Smith are going to split the uh, tight end duties. Hunter Henry probably has a little bit more upside. Again, wasn't targeted last week because they didn't throw the ball. Um, and then, again, Junior Smith is a little bit cheaper, a um, few less targets per game. So uh, I think I feel a little bit more comfortable with Hunter Henry there at 4-2 than Junior Smith. Now, Smith's not out of play, uh, but I think, again, would feel better about Henry. And finally, the Colts. So Jack Doyle, 2.9K. Uh, besides that last game, three previous, five, five, and seven targets. So he's been more their passing down guy recently. Um, you're getting him at a relatively cheap price point and probably the best quarterback on this slate in Carson Wentz. So um, I do have some interest there in Jack Doyle. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox, the targets have been way down on him this year or recently. So uh, I would rather go to Doyle over Mo Alley-Cox if I am going to pick one of the Colts tight ends. And then finally, defense. So, um, yeah, neither game projected to be super high scoring. I think um, the Raiders defense probably going to be the most popular just because the Browns have the third string quarterback. But defense is such a high variance position, and they're all priced about the same. The Patriots are 3-4. Raiders are 3K. Um, Raiders probably the defense to go to in like a cash game setting. But I think the other three defenses are certainly viable. Um, and it's just fresh. I just don't like de talking about defenses at all for DFS purposes. But yeah, guys, that's going to do it for the video. So as, as you guys can kind of tell, it's an ugly slate. But hey, there's a lot of money to be made. Like I said, a million dollars up top here for this two-game slate. 
So um, that's going to do it for the video, guys. If you haven't enjoyed the content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Really would appreciate that. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day. Good luck if you're playing this two-gamer, and I will see you in the next video.